Greetings, friends. It's Chapo. Uh, Thursday, April 21st. Uh, it's uh, Matt and I today. Uh, Felix is uh, off for today, but uh, if you're not joining us, uh, pinch hitting for Felix from Come Town, it's our good friend, Adam Friedland. Adam, once again, how you doing? I'm good. I was just telling Will before that I saw Ambulance last night. I think I think it might be the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Adam, I, I seriously, like, I agree. Uh, Ambulance was comprehensively the most fun I've had in a movie theater in a long time. It, I it felt it. that way, too. I said that walking out. I haven't, like, gone to the cinema and just, like, felt a thrill like that in so long. Yeah, like, no, seriously, like, one of my biggest pet peeves is people who applaud at the end of movies, because, like, guess yeah. what, asshole? Like, none, of, none of the actors, <laughs> filmmakers are here tonight, but I swear to God, I clapped at the end of uh, Ambulance, because I, yeah, like, I was so happy. Like, after the landing of a plane. <laughs> yeah, it felt yeah, that yeah. way. It felt like there was so much turbulence. <laughs> and really, just they, it's just, it's so beautiful that they've given Michael Bay drone technology, because he can go even more Bay now. It's just like it was it's a match made in heaven. Like the the way those drones shots work and like the camera is never still. Oh god. And yeah. It, he he's he's a genius and like I said like the most of the drone shots were in like the first third of the movie so I figured he like crashed all of the drones that he was given or ran out of money or something. But yeah, what he does with drone camera work is like I like cuz you know, they've done drone camera work in movies like i've noticed that before but like the way bay yeah. does it is just like he's he's like doing a kamikaze fucking pilot like it's suicide so mission run it's so sick yeah it feels like an event movie that you have to see in a cinema i'm not being paid by michael bay right now but i i just couldn't get over it i could like i think i found out afterwards that it's the the new morpheus from the second matrix or from the, the fourth matrix i guess but yes this, he is, he is, he is the, the, the hero of the movie, Will. Will Sharp. Yeah. And uh, oh, Dylan Hall in complete manic weirdo mode, which is really his strongest is, suit. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. It felt so real. So that's the, uh, that's the, that's just a little Chapo movie corner for you. you know? have, yeah, uh, I don't want to. Adam and I both give two thumbs up to Michael Bay's ambulance. Oh my God. Run, don't walk. If you're tuning into this show right now, you already know what we're doing the podcast on today because like look you know when i, when I program the show or we you know what are we going to talk about you know like you know you, you pick up the news stories that you think work the best but sometimes sometimes uh the the, uh, the course of like human events smiles on me personally and the show in a way that is unprecedented i'm speaking of course about rod dreher's getting divorced in a shocking twist uh a man who has been living in hungary by himself for a year <laughs> um basically curating a cadre of young male grad students uh his wife is divorcing him who could have seen it coming they seem so happy wait so he has he's like running like a monastery he has like he has like young monks no that's that he's just staying. it he's not doing that he's just yeah. hanging out he's eating oysters <laughs> with with like orban orbiters or or banners oh those guys yeah wow. Like, I remember, like, the last, like, one of the last times he talks about Rod on the show, like, again, like, he's been living by himself in Budapest for a year now. And, 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 like, the, the, I think like the last Rod post we did, or one of the more recent ones, it was just like, I was taking a cab home with a young grad student friend of mine, and he, uh, he, he explained in, like, you know, in heartbreaking terms how Blues Clues is indoctrinating children into becoming trans or something like that. And, or, like, you know, the famous, the famous oyster photo of him in Budapest soy facing at the oysters. And it's like, imagine being Rod's wife or your husband, like back in America, taking care of the kids. And I, I think, I think his kids are like college age or whatever. It's not like they're running around the house, but like dog, when your wife sees you soy facing and having oyster lunches with young men in Budapest, <laughs> while, <laughs> while you're back in America, <laughs> it's living by yourself. It's like, dude, it's curtains for you. You're like she, she contacted the attorney that day, so I gotta say when when uh, when I when I when I saw the news that Rod was getting a divorce and that he announced it in a post on his blog at American Conservative titled "Tears at Golgotha," I swear to God, this is the closest I've ever come to calling an emergency podcast recording. <laughs> this is like when, when the Mueller report dropped for me. Like th this is like the Mueller report. Like th this is. 
this is breaking news that like I, is so attuned to like my interests and you know because I've been a I've been a long time rod head and 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 this rod news is spectacular. So uh, let's just dive into the post here. Uh, I'll, I'll just say right off the bat, titling the post announcing uh, your divorce uh, by referencing the crucifixion of Jesus Christ <laughs> is so fucking tight. Look, he just happened to be at Golgotha crying. He's not making any kind of connection to the pain and sacrifice of Christ. He just happened to be at the same place that Jesus cried, crying himself. Total coincidence. <laughs> Father, please take this wife from my lips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so tears. At, uh, <laughs> I just uh, thinking of this, the phrase tears at Golgotha. All I can think about is, of course, Eric Clapton singing a song called Tears at Golgotha. <laughs> But, you know, it's not about his kid crawling out a window. It's about his wife leaving him. Uh, okay, so Tears at Golgotha, Rod Dreher, April 20th, 2022. Rod begins. Some of you will have intuited that given the amount of time I have been spending in Budapest this past year, things have not been well for me at home. You were right. I received an email from Julie last Saturday, the day before I left for Jerusalem, giving me some news. News that occasions this statement, the text of which has been approved by my wife. <laughs> so this is the this is the wife approved text. It pains me more than I can say to announce that my wife recently filed a petition of divorce, and I have agreed unreservedly to her request for a mutual and amicable parting. While this will come as a great shock to my readers, it will not surprise those who know us best. We are both exhausted from nine years of excruciating struggle to save this marriage. I can safely say that I have learned through bitter experience the truth of the saying that nobody really knows what goes on in a marriage. We've agreed that I won't be talking in public about the circumstances leading up to the divorce. That would be unfair to her because she has no platform and cruel to our children who remain our greatest concern. I can say, and she has approved everything in this statement, that, and again, this is italicized, that infidelity was never, ever an issue on either side. There is plenty of blame on both sides, but we'll have the rest of our lives to think about that. So you have to be clear, the wife of Bruce Sex, infidelity on either side was not the cause of this divorce. Uh, continuing on, he says, that's it. That's all we feel comfortable with me saying. Please pray for us and our children. As I mentioned, this news came to me just before I left to spend Orthodox Holy Week in Jerusalem, worshiping and doing a little research for, for my next book. You can now understand why I have been posting so little since the weekend and spending so much time this week praying at the actual hill of Golgotha inside the Church of the Holy Sepulcher. It feels to me like <laughs> it feels to me that evil has won. I must believe. I must believe that there will be resurrection. <laughs> evil has settled down, man. It happens to everybody, literally. It's a cool church. I've been there. It's a pretty badass place. A lot of bells, a lot of smells. A lot of incense, a place, a place where you can think about a woman doing you wrong for sure. <laughs> it's cool though, also because that church is like divided by like there's every sect of, uh, I think it's East Eastern Orthodox Christianity has like a little different corner. So there's like an Assyrian Orthodox section and stuff. It's so funny that he's crying about his wife. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Like next to Japanese tourists. <laughs> they're on like a, they're like they're on like a, like a Sheldon Adelson funded like propaganda trip. <laughs> like, it's very funny. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, like, uh, could you, uh, I'm sorry, like a uh, 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 crying beardo in the corner. Do you mind if uh, my wife takes a photo with you? Yeah, <laughs> can you take remember? a picture for us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some guy trying to. Yeah, this is where they laid down Christ and asking him for a picture, and he's like tearing his shirt. Like a, like a man in mourning. That's great. It feel, I just like, it feels to me that evil has won. Very and cinematic. Also, yeah. Also, like he said, like um, you know, this will come as a shock to my readers. Again, I am a close Rod reader. This is the least shocking news I have ever read in my life. <laughs> and uh, all right, so continuing on, he says, "I will continue posting close to normal." Of course, I, I believe. I mean, that I believe. That, yes. The real first love. <laughs> I'll Even never though, get divorced from posting. That's my promise. I will continue posting close to normal, even though it's going to seem jarring to you with me blogging about news events and cultural trends after disclosing this crisis. I ask you to withhold judgment. Remember that writing is how I deal with pain. 
When I travel, sometimes I meet people who tell me they can't understand how I write so much. This torment, <laughs> this torment for my wife and me has been going on since 2013. Let the reader understand. You will not be surprised to learn that I have turned off comments on this thread. I know that there will be countless people who will be delighted to learn of my suffering. Correct. <laughs> Once again, Rod is on point with that, with that observation. I can't do anything about that. And besides, nothing they say can be worse than the fact of all this. All I can do is pray that they never have to endure what my wife and I have endured and are enduring. Honest to God, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Wow, that's so, uh, I like that he says, like, I, I turned off comments for this post because too many people would be gloating about, you know, uh, the fact that I've, like, spent my entire career um, condemning other people for getting divorced or saying that divorce is never an option. And then, you know, also mostly um, a, a claiming that, you know, gay people will uh, undermine the institution of marriage and just generally being a... Uh, a, a, a hectoring scold about the uh, sex lives and relationships of other adults. I think he turned off the comments because he knows that the majority of people responding into it would be his own fans taking him to cat, taking him to task for submitting to like the judgment of a secular court. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he has, he's, he's, he's cafeteriaing it right now. Although I yep. don't know. I actually don't know if, if the Orthodox are as uh, jihadist about divorce as the Catholics are. What is his readership at this point beyond you guys? Like, who, who shines? I think it's not cool to like be smart and conservative anymore, right? Trump, I thought Trump killed that shit. I guess he has like 12. It's like you guys, it's no. you guys sunning him and then like 12 like nerds, or like is it the young kids that are all religious now? I, I mean. It's hard for me to imagine who like the average Rod Dreher fan is, but I think yeah, you're right. I think like uh, being being the smart bow tie guy conservative has lost its purchase. But like Rucker doesn't really even been... do it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, think just, ever... like that's like, you. Yeah, you can't just be like ah. If you look at here at the Laffer curve, you can't like t be talking about policy in that respect. But if you want to get like uh, mystical and shit, that's that's still there's plenty of territory there. Like the, yeah. the, the the mystical right. That's how you are able to like use pretentious language, but without having the stigma of you know a uh, nerd on you, because like you've transcended those uh, those categories because you're 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 like speaking into uh, the ether. It is funny to imagine like a guy at home reading that and then praying on it. I'd be like, damn, this is the realest shit I ever read. <laughs> I gotta pray on this shit. <laughs> uh, I feel like evil has won. Yeah, that bar was fire. Um, yeah, that's I know, but like, I, uh, like Rod, though, I think like uh, to Matt's point about the sort of like the the mystical right. I think Rod inhabits now, and and to, you know, I guess like to, with some consistency, has always inhabited like that. It, it's a niche uh, that fits in on the right, but like it, it, I don't know if it's growing, but like it it, it still has purchase, and that is the. Sort of like Victorian era male hysteric. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, like that's Jordan Peterson's whole deal. Yeah, I yeah. Guess so. Like, like these guys would have been so much better off if they lived in, like, you know, like, yeah, like, a, like, a, like, the, like the Victorian era. But where, JP, like, he, I feel like he can translate more to a dumb guy. Like his stuff is like more self helpy and like simpler to digest than like some, like, what's the word for it? Like a, like it's not a dandy, but uh, it's with an FL. No, it's like a flan. It's like a flanange or something. A flaneur. A flaneur. Yeah, that's what. I, <laughs> is that is is? Am I using that word in the right way? I try to look up uh, five new words to use on Chapo before. <laughs> I try to work in flaneur. Yeah, I, I think I think JP. Uh, even though like uh, you know he he like you know if you've ever tried like reading one of his it's, it is sort of a gobbledygook of like Jungian psychoanalysis but like as a public figure the, like, the buy-in for JP is lower because to, like to, to take Rod Dreher seriously you have to share his you know religious mania which is mm -hmm. like that that's a higher buy-in you know like, yeah, they, uh, JP talks about like cartoon like cartoons he like cries <laughs> about Geppetto and stuff like, <laughs> that's like something an idiot can understand I mean, Rod Rod cries about cartoons too, but like he 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 he's mainly like you know religiously fixated, and yeah. you know like like you know he's written articles in the past about the culture of divorce, and you know what I gotta say like you know I gotta like, 
you were supposed to be the patriarch of your family, Rod. How are you gonna? How are you gonna let your wife divorce you? That is not. You're not. You're, you're not fulfilling your religious duty, Rod. And honestly, you like you. You, you deserve. Uh, you deserve to be shamed for this, because I mean, also like, just yeah, like just moving to a different country to get away from your wife, and then being like, you know, <laughs> divorce is like the logical outcome there. It, it's going to happen. I gotta say, if he wants people to like not speculate and stuff. He did a bad job with that weirdly intriguing bit about how, like, it's. He didn't just say like we've been having problems over the years. He said it started in 2013. <laughs> 2013. Well, that's the clue. Like, we it's so specific. Like this is clearly like a deal where, like, if you if it would, if you were introducing this character in a modernist novel, you would refer to the incident. <laughs> what is the incident, Rob? We all want to know now. I'm sorry, you've got us intrigued. He's leaving breadcrumbs. We have to like figure this out. What happened in 2013? What happened in 2013, Rod? <laughs> now I want to go back to his writing. I want to go back to the 2013 blogging, and I want to see if it like shows up anywhere in the subtext. Oh, George Zimmerman was acquitted. Uh, the Snowden <laughs> leaks. The marathon bombing. It's the Boston Marathon bombing. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah, uh, the the incident was uh, his his wife bought a pressure cooker for two handsome lads from Boston. Oh, gay marriage! The Supreme Court finds for gay marriage. Ah, Oberfell. Okay, okay, okay. okay that's it. We cracked it's like, it. Oh, this marriage is now garbage. Yeah, no, exactly. Keep that's it. That, oh, that, that is it. That Days is it. Sullied the very institution. We cracked it. Oh, um, but also, great. like, I mean, like it. it <laughs> It, it ruined, it, you know, I, I think he was right in a certain sense that, like, you know, gay marriage was going to ruin his marriage because once it became a legal accepted thing, like, he's like, oh, I've wasted my life. Or maybe maybe his wife was supportive of gay marriage. I don't know. Maybe, like, this would send him over the edge. And like I said, it will take some sleuthing to suss out what led to this point. But what what is happening now is that Rod is doing, like, a divorced guy speed run. Uh, in another post that was, this is the, the post directly before the Tears at Golgotha post uh, entitled Jerusalem Diary. He reveals that he got a tattoo in Jerusalem. Oh boy. Like That's so day. fast, man. That's so fast. Wow. He's really spinning out. Like he's the day, really spinning out. <laughs> the day he found out that his wife was divorcing him, he got a tattoo. <laughs> and I was like, I can't wait to see. Like, I again, like, I'm really excited to see where Rod takes it from here because, like, I, I want more diary posts. I want to see him wearing like necklaces and bracelets and becoming sort of like and talking about his new roommate Paolo. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get leather strap bracelets. He's gonna do more of a Johnny Depp thing. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for him to come down with Jerusalem syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, he's literally writing about like looking at the holy fire and going to. Oh, he's Gotham, halfway like, there. How is he not going to just decide? Oh yeah, I'm Jesus. Turns out that was me the whole time. I would okay. I'm 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 praying so hard for Rod right now that he gets through this. And I think the best way he can get through this is by going full Buzz Bissinger and start and like just literally start dressing the in like thir- thirty thousand dollar Gucci S&M like fetish boots. gear, <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's just wearing get, a lot get of Rick addicted Owens. to buying clothing. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, but the uh, the the Jerusalem diary post is fun too because it's like it's, like, it's, it's basically just like uh, little dispatches from Rod's vacation in uh, the Holy Land. It's uh, a pilgrimage, thank you. <laughs> uh, the post it's begins. Not a vacation. Hello from the old city of Jerusalem, where I arrived yesterday to spend the Orthodox Holy Week. I am here first to pray, but also to gather material for my book on reenchantment. <laughs> <laughs> After I checked into my hotel, I sent I sent straight to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre to pray at the chapel over Golgotha. I received some truly grievous news from back home on Saturday morning. Sorry, I have to protect the privacy of others. And wanted to rush to pray for those dear to my heart who are suffering <laughs> because of me. <laughs> uh, the Golgotha Chapel is on the second level of the Holy Sepulchre Church. It is. It really is built over the hill where Jesus was crucified. How do we know this? Because the place on which the high, uh, the, the Holy Sepulchre Church was built and where Golgotha was identified fits the biblical description of the place of crucifixion. And the Romans built a temple to Venus on the site encompassing both Golgotha and what is believed to be Christ's tomb, which now constitutes the Holy Sepulchre Church. Why did they do that? 
given that it was a strange place outside the city. Some theorized it was to discourage Christians from the early church from gathering at these places to pray. So Helena, the mother of Emperor Constantine, came on the pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Her son's predecessor on the imperial throne had inadvertently marked the spot. So again, like this post goes on, it's just photos of him and like uh, taking pictures of stuff. <laughs> and then it gets really funny because like one of the pictures is he meets with a... Um, the a Greek patriarch, a patriarch of the Orthodox Church, the Greek patriarch uh, Theophilos, Theophilos, the unbroken successor of Saint James, the first bishop of Jerusalem, and I'm going to make this photo the uh, the the cover art for this episode because it is it's Rod uh, grinning like a complete jackass next to like a guy who looks like goth Santa Claus who is just absolutely stony faced, and I just what <laughs> what this ancient Greek patriarch thinks of Rod Dreher, uh just like flicking it up with him. Uh, during Holy Week. He knows. But let's get to the part about the tattoo because that's really good. He's talking about um, talking to a friend and he says, uh, a second thing that she took from her time in America is how insane it is over what we call wokeness. She knew the word. She said it was absolutely shocking to her as a Palestinian to have to deal with LGBT ideology in U.S. academia. She said it was not only shocking in itself, but the inability to say anything critical about it really knocked her for a loop. She learned very quickly to keep her mouth shut about what she really believed. She did not fail to notice that her fellow students prided themselves on being supremely open-minded and tolerant, but instead she found them to be rich, culturally illiterate, liberal bumpkins. She talked further about how resentful her people are of U.S. cultural imperialism, by which she meant the spread of LGBT ideology. I mentioned to her that it is very hard for conservative Americans like me to, to accept that our country, which we love, has now become responsible for bringing so much corruption into the world. This is new to you, maybe, but uh, like we have I've always seen you Americans that way, she said sharply. Sorry, I'm very direct. I thanked her for her honesty. When we parted, I went to see uh, Wasim Razuk at his tattoo shop in the old city. Maybe you read it about the New York Times the other day. And he goes, I went to see Wasim because I was interested in the phenomenon of why certain religious pilgrims feel the need to mark their visit to the holy city with a tattoo. We had a great interview, but honestly, it's 125 here in Jerusalem, and I'm too tired to transcribe it now. I will tell you, though, that I decided to get a tattoo. I am no fan of tattoo culture, but there is no other city like Jerusalem and no other place like Razuk's. Besides, standing at the site of Christ's death on the cross the night before and praying for my loved ones caught up in this terrible situation back home, I found that I wanted somehow to feel in my skin for all the days left in my life the truth that Jesus Christ conquers, that nothing we have to suffer today is the final word, that the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. So I chose the medieval Greek cross with the symbols that mean I, Jesus Christ conquers. So and then he has he got a tattoo on his wrist of uh you know, his and then he wrist? and then he has a, yeah, mm. Mm. that's pretty and, pimp, dude. He's thinking about he's thinking about getting some after the marriage. I got a tattoo of a Greek cross with a boy named Calvin from a popular comic strip kneeling before it. <laughs> <laughs> he has a, <laughs> a tattoo of Calvin pissing on just letters LGBT. And he's pissing on a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> I later found out that this is a common practice in homosexual lovemaking. Dude, that's that's this guy is spinning out. He needs love. We gotta get him back with his wife. I don't like hearing about this. It should be illegal to get a divorce. He's right. Well, I mean, I mean, the first step to, you know, healing your marriage and, you know, coming back into the fold of, uh, you know, the church and its teachings would be to move back to America. <laughs> stop. Stop living it up in Budapest, Rod. You've got responsibilities at home. You are you are the father. You are the pater familias. You've, you've got work to do, man. And but no, instead, he's just he's going on pilgrimage. He's blogging. He's just sharing photos, selfies of himself, hanging out with you know, ancient Greek patriarchs and tattoo shop owners and shit like that. It's like, come yeah, on, but man. Also, your family needs his you. disciples, right? His Hungarian boy disciples. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it sounds a lot like uh, the new season of the, what do you call it? The Gemstones. Oh, the Gemstones? The Ad like Kelvin's, Kelvin's Muscle Man? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Kelvin Gemstones Muscle Man. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds a lot like except, that. Except Rod's, I mean, they're all young men, but none of them seem particularly uh, muscle. Strong. You know, they're other, yeah. they're all they're all they're all sort of grad students of a particular uh, cast of mind. Uh, you uh -huh. know, like I said, the type of He's people got worried... more twinkish tastes than yeah. Calvin Gemstone. Yeah, but I mean, so Rod, all I gotta say, I'm here for you, brother. I'm here for Hang you. Hang in there, buddy. It gets better. 
as they say in the LBGTQ community. <laughs> oh man, twenty thirteen was gay marriage. I think we cracked it. No, we you Adam, you hit the nail on the head. Around the, the time that the Supreme Court passed gay marriage, my wife started trying to seduce me into having gay sex with her. <laughs> A new form of sex they're calling gay sex. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I guess like, you know, for, for someone like Rod, who has written extensively about, you know, the culture of divorce and, you know, inveighing in, in against the uh, increasing social acceptance of, uh, you know, gay and lesbian and now and now trans individuals. You know, I mean, like, obviously, it seems crazy to a normal person. The idea that, like, you know, two gay people being able to get married would uh, somehow like degrade or affect your marriage. But for someone like Rod. Like, he's not wrong about that, given his own psychology. Like, gay marriage does present an existential threat to his, you know, sense of self, identity, and, and family. Yeah, because it's not uh, terribly secure. It's just waiting for a stiff breeze <clears throat> to blow it over. <laughs> well, there you go. That That is our coverage of the, the Rod Dreher divorce. I'm sure uh, we're, we will come back to him because oh, yeah, he's definitely be, on a journey right now in more ways than one. Maybe he's about to make his best stuff in years. He's about to, <laughs> he's about to dr- drop the divorce album. <laughs> him and Kanye need to collaborate. Yeah, oh my true. god, yeah. He's going to get mad at... <laughs> he's going to start harassing... They both love Jesus. They're he's both having start a hard time Skeet. with their divorce. I think... Yeah. Skeet, Skeet Davidson. Skeet, yeah. Skeet. My wife started fucking a comedian from Saturday Night Live named Pete <laughs> Davidson. <laughs> no, so I yeah, I, uh, stay tuned for updates because I I will be checking Rod's blog uh, daily. Uh, as he, like I said, as he rapidly rapidly evolves into like his final form, which is now a tattooed, divorced, closeted gay man. Uh, he rules. We love Rod. All right. Uh, so moving on. Uh, what else is going on? What, what, what's up, guys? Uh, I suppose like the the other the other thing that everyone was talking about this week was um, Taylor Lorenz's expose on the uh, woman uh, who is behind the account Libs of TikTok. Adam, are you familiar with Libs of TikTok? I I followed this a bit. Uh, yeah i i hadn't I didn't know the account, but I followed the fallout uh, this week. Because she was crying on MSNBC a couple weeks ago about how how toxic the environment online is, and then uh, and she said that people threatened doxing on her, and then she doxed. Is this right? She doxed yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter. Account, I mean, well, right? I mean, like, well, def- like you know, like the the supporters of libs of TikTok are accusing Taylor Lorenz of doxing, like you know, an anonymous you know private citizen um, for her political views or whatever, and uh, you know, like. Uh, that this whole debate about like you know sort of like media ethics and 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 social social media and like what doxing is or isn't doesn't really interest me because i i just think like the thing to keep in mind about this whole affair is that like anyone who is attempting to uh maintain or craft for themselves some sort of like perfectly uh logically and morally consistent uh standard by which you know, like, uh, like, oh, it's it's okay to dox like, to do this to this type of person, but not this type of person, or just like it's never okay, is playing a mugs game. They're, like, they're they're fooling themselves because, like, the truth is, while you know, while I tend to err on the side of like, uh, I I like, you know, don't think that people like you know, anonymous accounts should be like you know, uh, I don't know, you know, sort of investigated for public speculation. You know, I tend to err on the side of like, uh, you know, it's 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 more wrong than right. I'm sorry, this woman, uh, I don't care what happens to her because I think once you cross a certain threshold of evil, I like I don't care about being like, you know, seeming like a hypocrite or having like the, the only standard is that everyone has uh, has determines for themselves who they would like to suffer and who they would like to be punished for the, like their, their thoughts, actions and beliefs. And as far like as far as this woman is concerned, don't give a shit. <laughs> like, she's fucking terrible. And especially like when you run an account that is all about inviting public scrutiny from like for other people and trying to get them fired. Like, and then, you know, when it, look, what you put out there will come back to you twofold. And like, you can't, you can't play, you can't play the game and then be, and then fucking cry foul when the, you know, the same thing is applied to you. So like, that's my take on this. And also the fact that she's a landlord in Brooklyn, 
means that like even if she wasn't running the libs of TikTok account, I think that justifies ruining her life. Oh well, I was on your side until I found out she was the landlord. <laughs> she, she's Shabbat, Adam. I think people. She's in. She's in Chabad. Yeah, Chabad. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, she is. Whoa, really? And she was posting an account of liberals chimping out. <laughs> that's kind of wow. That's kind of that's a twist to me. That's crazy. I mean, they're the they're the they're the Matt, uh, they're Matt's old neighbors. Yeah, I used to live like a block from their world headquarters. Yeah, you used to have the mitzvah tank running through your neighborhood. Yeah, uh, every day. The, the, the people above me would like do the weird uh, clomping dances every Friday. I wouldn't call them weird, but yeah, <laughs> they were terrified of the, our my dog too. Really? And it was it was a pug. They were terrified of your pug. <laughs> it would like one time uh, one time the uh, doors opened and uh, uh, the ele- elevator and there was a mom there with her kid and they saw the dog and the mom screamed at like the like top of her lungs and then freaked out her daughter who ran away and fell on her face <laughs> uh no we were talking about uh before you before you got on the 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 air before you, before you joined the call adam uh now like the habad people like they're, they're the ones who have like a messiah that they believe like yeah the lubavitcher rebbe yeah 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 most Menachem Schneerson came and is going to come back. Well, I, I mean, when I lived in Crown Heights, I would see uh, the the posters, you know, like up on like you know uh, streetlights or just like you know they they were everywhere, and it was all like Mosaic is here, like the Messiah has returned, and it's yeah, just a Mashiach. photo of like a hundred and twelve year old man who looks like a fucking mummy, yeah, who's who's since died, by the way. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dead. He died. Well, that's controversial. Some people. <laughs> Think that he is occluded. Others think that he's uh, uh, like faked his own death. There's a lot of theories. Mm-hmm. They were the only uh, Hasidic sect to encourage people to wear masks. The rest, they were when that was popping off in Brooklyn. They were the only ones that were uh, that weren't that were getting in fights with the NYPD. So take that however you want to take it. But I'm not saying they're good guys, but. But I mean, like, as far as um, like, like, uh, sects of like ex- uh, extremely Orthodox Judaism, like the the, the Chabad Libid- uh, what is how do you say Libivishers? Libavich, yeah, Libavichers. Uh, like they have reconciled themselves more with like modern interacting with um, like contemporary secular culture more than well, the other ones have. Secular Jews, they're the only ones that proselytize to like lapsed Jews. They're like okay. they want to bring the ones them who approach you the on the fold. street and say like you know like oh excuse me sir like are you they're Jewish? the guys that approach you on the street and say like have you have you done the tefillin today? <laughs> well, when they're like, that... are you Jewish? I'm always like no. And they're like, come on, man, <laughs> come on. Well, Matt, I, I think your point about them is that like they've just become Christians. Yeah, I know. They really show the danger of <laughs> yeah, getting it's polytheistic. Close. Yeah, it's now they're running around proselytizing, talking yeah, about the Messiah being back. What are you? They're doing? evangelizing. They're they're literally claiming that the Messiah was back, and it was just this fucking random old guy <laughs> who since died, yeah, or become occluded. You know, let's, let's be. Wow, let's it's be, crazy be that one of those one of those and, 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 and then one of those of TikTok has been running a fucking Twitter account where she just like uh, like and the libs of TikTok account is like. You know, like, I mean, she's like definitely was like if it had just been like context three, like clips of, you know, people being weird on TikTok. Like, that's one thing. But like nine out of every 10 videos she posts are just like a, a public school teacher with like purple hair. And that's it. And it's uh, like we got we got to fire this person. It reminds me of the uh, which like the women posting L's account. where like, you know, maybe yeah. one out of every 50 things they posted was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But like it's just like the bit only lasted like five minutes before like it just yes. betrayed their like their obvious like seething hatred and resentment of women and like and most of the things are just like a woman like oh like i i tripped uh going down the stairs onto the subway today and they're like fucking l bitch <laughs> and i was pregnant and i, and I miscarried that's yeah. a massive l <laughs> i don't know I, <laughs> I followed that account for 10 minutes and then they post a screenshot like adam friedland has followed you and i'm like oh, i'm not following this anymore this this is not this man is not acting in good faith um, it used to no, be but, about the. It should be about the L's. Yeah, it should be about the L's. It's not about the clout. Okay. Yeah. Stop trying. <laughs> stop trying to coast off of getting the the gay guy from Come Town for the fall. <laughs> um. No, but and, you know, yeah. And like, yeah, like, so she she's run this Twitter account, and like, her thing was like, like, 
she 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 stated flat out that like any teacher that like comes out to their students should be fired. And I think like in, in her, like coming out to your students and like in 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 the worldview that encompasses these people and the fans of the account is like if you are gay or lesbian and you acknowledge to your students in any way the reality of like your life or relationship or whatever like that's you should be fired for that. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's uh, it's bringing like sexuality into this the classroom setting and like the response is well what about teachers who are straight and talk about that and that is what's the difference mm-hmm. and the difference it's like these are the normative questions that you're supposed to trust you know uh, the intermediating uh, structures of society to handle but we don't anymore at all so everyone is just like all you can do is become a uh, a internet vigilante uh, one way or the other docks docks one side or the other in order to try to enforce some sort of uh, normative values that otherwise are going to be left institutions that you just don't have any faith in anymore. Yeah. And like, you know, as I said, I have, I have no sympathy for this fucking woman or, or her stupid, awful account. But I got to say, uh, Taylor Lorenz breaking this story. Uh, stop crying on television about how fucking mean people are to you on the internet because it really does undermine the, uh, like the whatever point or, or being you as the messenger for this, it does undermine uh, your like, credibility I mean, if, here. Yeah. Like uh, if online is the, uh, is the wild west, it's, it's the place where you can get a posse together and, and, and force some rough justice. Then you can't complain when it happens to you because you're once again, you're now you want the fucking, uh, what the teacher to show up. You want the principal, like that, the whole point of this, the whole reason that people feel compelled to do, uh, you know, this sort of activist journalism or whatever, is because of the failure of institutions. So, what the hell, who are you complaining to? I thought we all understood that they've all failed, and it can only fail. And yeah, like uh, don't don't get mad, get even. Like you know, if, yeah. if Tucker Carlson's fans are like you know uh, saying awful things to you or whatever. Like when you go on TV and cry about them doing that, you're giving them exactly what they want, which is like a, a confirmation that they're that they know that they're getting to you, which means they're only going to do it more. And it just it, it just makes it makes, makes you look weak. It just you're 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 fucking up the brand. Well, I mean, honestly, the real joke of it is everyone thinks like, well, we're doing we're doing uh, one version or another of uh, of rough justice of, of to to make up for the the failing public space, but all generally that ends up happening is that the person who gets targeted either way is able to make a career out of it who is able to turn their uh their victimhood into cash like it's and, and that only incentivizes everybody to continue it because at some point maybe you get uh owned and that means that now boom you're in the clover yeah it seems like taylor lorenz is the only one catching a check for this uh you know human centipede of outrage right She's getting well, paid for it. I mean, the lips of TikTok lady was probably. I mean, she was like again, like she was. She was making funded by you know. She was now now they're t-shirts. fundraising off of it. In yeah, yeah, and now she's like a permanent staff member at the Babylon Bee. So like you know, she will never ever be prevented from, you know, uh, <laughs> sharing a video of like a T-shirt with like a septum piercing and like blue hair talking. That's about what the account was. Gender I thought or whatever. It was, what I assumed it was was like. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at the account, but what I assumed it was was like that lady freaking out about Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying and stuff, like those clips. No, it's mostly focused on like you know, you know, gay teachers, you know, sharing stories about like, oh, like I have a, I have a rainbow flag on my desk to like you know support oh. Pride or whatever, and they're like, oh, like that, that's sexualizing children, like the, you're a sicko, like you know, you should be fired, mm-hmm. etc. I used to think about all my girl teachers having sex with their husbands. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I bet that was hot. <laughs> I bet that was real hot. I bet this sixty-five-year-old woman <laughs> just getting plowed. You know, I just used to daydream about that in class and draw pictures of it. You know, but that's okay, right? That's that was that's well, that's that's, no, that's natural wrong. law. That's natural. DeSant- DeSantis would want me to, right? Like that's 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 me being that's a just boy. a red blooded American boy. That's just right me. <laughs> I'm hot for teacher. Just I'm thinking about some of these ladies who are my teachers and how nasty they were. <laughs> just having sex. Oh my god, hilarious! And were they all married? I mean, I, I would hope so. I wouldn't want some. I wouldn't want some harlot. <laughs> 
I wouldn't want some loose. I mean, otherwise, they, she'd be having sex with all the with all the boys in the class. That's where it has to go. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get only married women because if you have a single woman, she's gonna be on you know Dateline NBC any minute. It's also like um. You know, this idea that, like, uh, you know, teachers in their personal lives, if they're gay, should exist in a vacuum where people are like, I, I've seen a lot of people like respond to this stuff to be like, I didn't know anything about my teachers. I, I never knew any of my teachers were married or whatever. And it's just like, I, I, I have to think it's like, the, like, these are the people who think that like teachers just like sleep at school or they go into some mm-hmm. sort of like, uh, like hibernation chamber until like uh, the, 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 the bell rings the next day. Like, if, like if you ran into one on the weekend, you'd have some sort of psychic break. Cause you're like, Oh, I thought they just like w- disappeared at the end of the school day. I do have a very clear memory of in third grade, our teacher, our, our female teacher getting us all in a circle and explaining that she was getting divorced. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. It was, okay. It was very awkward. I actually, I had that experience too, and she seconds, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to, I'm not, but second semester she did come out to us as gay, but it was very funny because she was my English teacher, and first semester she was super mad at men, and then she made us start reading like Kate Chopin's The Awakening and like the yellow wallpaper and stuff, and like all the books were about how like shitty men were, and then she's like, I have a roommate now. And then she like told us all that. And we were like, we don't care about your life, lady. This is like too much. This is like, it was very funny though. Well, I mean, if Libs of TikTok had existed back I, then. I don't want to give her any material. I don't want to give her any material. But it was, it was, all of us were just like, so is this going to be on the test or? <laughs> <laughs> like, do we have to, this is on the final. Yeah, yeah, no. Can I, can, is there an extra credit assignment I can wring out of this? This is so funny. I was such a shit because I would just agree. Like, I like I would work teachers and like if I had a teacher who's a like pro Iraq War, like I'd be like, yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> I I just like play I play my teachers. You're trying to work the refs, Adam. I would work the refs. Yeah, I was a I I believe it was called it. I mean, it I wasn't. They didn't know that I was a piece of shit pretty early on, but I'd brown nose. <laughs> So like if a teacher was uh supported the Iraq war, you'd be like, Yeah. Like, I'd be like, Yeah, I think it's yeah. good. We need to, you know, we're, dead we're or alive. Building democracy and you know, yeah, we're we're saving people from Saddam Hussein. When I mean, your teacher's like, I'm uh, I'm getting divorced, I'm a lesbian, you were like, Yeah, me too. I'm a lesbian. Me too, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Girl, you're a lesbian, yeah, me too. That's a <laughs> actual line from a Drake song. She says she a lesbian, yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, your teacher's getting divorced you're like yeah i'll support you i can't wait to get divorced i think the teacher should sleep at school i think this i think you're right actually will yeah they're not they're not people they're losers we gotta get them (laughs) at school (laughs) how how are you how are you as a grown-ass adult gonna be back in fucking grade school yeah come on man tight job like plastic surgeon Like oh yeah, race car driver. About this, it makes perfect sense. You could just put a Murphy bed in each classroom. Mm -hmm. They sleep in it. Then when it's time for the kids to show up, they put it back into the wall. They would save so much uh, gas money. I mean, it would be incredibly efficient. Yeah, I had, but I did have really bad teachers growing up. I think that most teachers aren't really burdening students with their personal lives, and if they. If they say well, I mean, they're gay, it, I don't think kids would. But like, if they care. are, it's just it's, it's incidental to like it's just uh like you know like I mean I th- I just think most kids aren't like you said Adam like aren't really interested one way or the other. No kids and, like, care. Yeah, like, you know, if, if a teacher is just like oh like you know uh just, you know my my husband and I uh you know uh we we went to a museum this weekend and then they're like mm-hmm. oh or like just acknowledging like um their sexual like they're 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 not sharing details of their sex life like gay or straight if a teacher is just like. No, yo, like, uh, you know, my wife gave me, you know, topped me off so lovely last night, or like, you know, or just like, uh, no one is, uh, again, like, if any teacher, gay or straight, is doing that, yeah, I would say that's inappropriate. But was it? We, <laughs> that's when wrong. Were, when you're on Come Town, Nick was saying it's also like, if you can't use gay people in like, uh, like a math problem, like, like Philip and Robert who are married and in love have yeah. eight apples, you know. And, <laughs> That's well, yeah, like, I mean, part of, like that's part of the Florida law. Yeah, if if Heather has two mommies and loses one, 
<laughs> how many uh, mommies does she have? I feel like it's just it. I don't. I mean, maybe I'm just affected by living in liberal New York City, but like, I feel like this is like really like Bush two era. Oh yeah, it's politics. back, baby. I feel like they're like, oh, we're gonna next. They're gonna be trying to ban Sharia law. Like this is they're they're really playing the hits. There's only so many of these things that you can like get neurotically fixated on, and so like it seemed like oh we're over with this, but it was it was really just uh it was a strategic retreat, uh and you know what if '08 it hadn't happened and the economy it's still been going up, who knows maybe people would be like yeah I don't really care about this, but in these in conditions of just accelerating and continuing precarity that kind of shit is the only thing that it, it pays to care about because you actually can like feel like you're in charge of something because you mm-hmm. can't feel like you're in charge of anything else nobody no one in any in power is willing to give any other complaint a hearing so this is a way that if you uh you know are somebody who is anxiety riddled about cultural change because uh you know you have a, a, a bias against it you're you're uh you're intolerant of it this is a way to to get some power back and yeah there's only so many things to to fixate on but i feel like i mean maybe i'm wrong but i feel like even a large percentage of republicans don't care about gay people or they're not worried about gay people i mean it does at this point it doesn't really matter because they're they're into it because it works because it gets people going well it also just gets liberals like well actually in it right it also like it kind of like preoccupies liberals too. you know we're, we're talking about the incident in 2013 which was the you know supreme court um you know like uh, making gay marriage legal ruining that man's marriage yeah ruining roger's life um like i, I mean like i i think sort of naively uh assumed that like pretty quickly after that like gay marriage or like gay people in american public life sort of ceased to be like a major focal point of the culture wars. But I think for like Republican, like the Republican party, like as a thing could like, I mean, they'll, they'll you know, the, they ran elections off of it when it benefited them. But as soon as it became legal, they were sort of like, well, we don't really give a shit because you know, it doesn't pick anyone's pocket. It doesn't really affect the bottom line. But I think for a large percentage of their, like the, their voters or the conservative movement, they have not for a second given up on mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, fighting, the gay agenda or Maybe you know, rolling back the, the rights of gay people. Yeah. Cause I feel like half of commercials now are, are like interracial or gay couple. That's how kind of corporate America, like after like black lives matter in 2020, we're like, actually we're inclusive and we're going to have two guys going to chase bank together as husbands. That was like I. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I've, I I noticed. Oh that. no, it's absolutely happened because that's kind of like how they were like, oh, we're actually good guys. Yeah, because that's all they can do too. Like, yeah. uh, the the GOP uh, legislative infrastructure, all they could do is is try to yeah, like ban saying gay in schools, and then all like the the Democrats can't even do anything at this point legislatively. All they can do is have. You know, they're uh, fellow travelers in the culture industry uh, and in, in corporate America. Just try to signal to everybody that that, yeah, we're good people and because like these principles are now the accepted, you know, educated person's understanding of what it is to be good is to be right. accepting and is to yeah, uh, they can be make inclusive. a crosswalk in a rainbow flag. Yeah. And so like everybody have a, then have a sign who, say Black Lives Matter. And then who people who don't have that value system just see that. And it's just one more mm-hmm. poke in the eye and one more uh, thing to remind them that like, they're not in charge of the, of, of culture and makes them even more willing to vote for people who will try to turn it back the clock. Uh, speaking of being in charge of culture, uh, if you see the thing where like uh, DeSantis in Florida, like they're seriously going to revoke uh, Disney World's like Vatican City status as like a self-governing yeah. like like the like the land purchase uh of, like of the swamps surrounding Orlando where like they built Disney World was like part of like again like a huge sweetheart like tax deal where they pay like I'm sure like basically no taxes to the state of Florida but also like are basically given like a Hong Kong like status as this like special economic protectorate zone 
that now Republicans in Florida are seeking to revoke. <laughs> like you know, they let be- husbands go there. Yeah. Wow. Because because yeah, like they're because uh, the a- after giving money uh, <laughs> to DeSantis, uh, they've like you know because of like some backlash from their you know like fans or employees like have been critical of uh, the don't say gay bill. Those guys, so, that guy's going to be president. Well, like I said, like the fact that he is going so hard after Disney shows that like, he doesn't care about the state house yeah. anymore. This, he's but got his eyes like on the White House. He steals all the headlines now as like a conservative that wiles out. And you can also sort of tell like he tries to talk and act like Trump too, like like down to like and the stand mannerisms like and stand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's making his body look more like him too. He's putting <laughs> on weight. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he, yeah, he's trying to eat McDonald's every day. He's, he's trying to get the Trump, the Trump gloss, the, the Trump wetness. That's the thing, Matt. You did you did a very good rundown of the uh, varying spectrum of wet to dry of American presidents. And DeSantis, to, to be the next Trump, he's got to cultivate more wetness. He's got to get wetter. Yeah, you he's gotta, got to get. Wetter. He's, he's, a little, get, he's a little dewy right now, but he's, he's a little dewy. Yeah, he's wetter. dewy. He's not. A, he's dewy, but but Trump, especially in that re, that Piers Morgan interview clip yesterday. Dude is drenched. Absolutely glistening. <laughs> He's a goat. <laughs> Wait, who's on your power ranking? Unless you already said this on the show and you don't have to go back through it. For what? For 2024? No, for wettest versus oh, wettest, driest yeah. presidents. Who 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 is Matt. the dry? You said Eisenhower was completely Eisenhower is very dry. We've gone from incredibly dry to incredible or incredibly wet to incredibly dry in the last two presidents. Uh it seems like we're going back and forth. Oh, that so it's kind of like <laughs> let's get the dry guy in. The well, like, <laughs> Biden is dry, so you know if you're better on the next election, like he, like Amer- the American people will. It's the pendulum swings back and forth between wet and dry. And I feel like Biden years. had a lot of plastic surgery, so it's it's harder. Yeah, to and like he, he doesn't sweat anymore. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, like they got Prince those Andrew. removed. Yeah, he's like Prince yeah. Andrew. He has a medical condition that makes it impossible for him to sweat. I, I don't sweat. Yeah, that's such, that's such a good line. And I guess, um, you know, uh, finally, if we're talking about, you know, New Horizons and uh, uh, gender and masculinity, uh, the, the hot new thing on the right is basically cooking your testicles under a heat lamp. You guys seen this? It was a t- Tucker had a whole uh, segment on it. Uh, Tucker? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about having hot balls? Yeah, yeah no, you no, got to get those. You got to get cultivate those hot balls. You got to get your balls hot. It's the only way yeah, to no. stay masculine. Dude, Tucker is the best. Testicle the tanning. Business. Te- you gotta testicle give it tanning. Some. Testicle tanning. Oh, so it's yeah, about yeah. the color. Well, no, no, it's not about the color. It's about like like sort of heating your balls to like preserve your testosterone levels. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 it is a it is a technique cultivated by you know um, hokum artists who uh, it claims there there's sort of benefits to reversing the effects of falling testosterone on your body as you. So age. it's soy to have cold balls. Yeah. Or if you're okay. if your balls if if you don't heat like I said like and and like uh, in the video clip of it it's like these guys standing in front of what is essentially like a a vertical like uh you know uh, Arby's heat lamp like the what, what would normally be like keeping the prime rib nice and nice and warm you just stand like totally nude with your with your balls just getting cooked by uh, this I don't know this certain kind of uh, tanning lamp or something like that that and rocks. apparently like this is a way of uh you know like a, a slowing or halting uh the uh you know like uh, falling testosterone levels and you want to keep that tea high up and you got to do that by keeping your balls nice and toasty like at least once a day get your you balls gotta, nice if you and avoid hot. seed oils and you keep your balls nice and uh and microwaved you will prevent global homo from sealing your testosterone wow that and this that's is a, a- Honestly, that's a good one. I, I feel like that that took that, that took a lot of creativity, and I commend them for that one. It sounds right. <laughs> they convinced me. I'm about to put my shit in the in the in the microwave. By the way, Adam, I love uh, I love Nick's Tucker impression. It's so like, good. He it's so good. I mean, what are he, we he gets, doing? He, yeah. he, he gets the voice, but he also gets like uh, like the the sort of template for every one of his little monologues is like. A rapid fire series of like asking and then answering questions to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, who let this happen? Who asked us that, you know, who's making our balls cold? Not me. My balls are, my, I'm trying to, my balls are warm. We should, you know, so like, did anyone ask your permission 
to to take away your testosterone. Uh-huh. It's also so funny because it's all just like ninety year olds that are watching that. They're <laughs> 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 so old. <laughs> They're watching that. And they're like, "Oh, that's that's what's wrong with me. I'm not actually dying. I'm not yeah. actually." <laughs> yeah, it's like, my, my balls, balls are, are my balls are fucking because you're in your seventies. Yeah. That's not why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I have tits now because my I haven't been I've been heating my balls every day. I love and, it. And, and and in the clip, like you know, like uh, like it was like someone's just like what, like testicle tanning? What the fuck? And he was just like, he's like. Uh, you know, he's like, it, it may sound crazy, but like the crazier thing is that testosterone levels are falling and no, and like no one's providing a solution. So like, instead of, uh, you know, like uh, asking, is this crazy? Shouldn't the real question be, isn't it crazy that testosterone is falling? And then like, you know, what, why wouldn't we embrace any solution to halt the, uh, the deadly decline of testosterone levels? Yeah, that, that's why. Once again, the the comparison is to Victorian hysteria, and it's it's largely the same deal. Like mm-hmm. anxious middle class dudes who who are not comfortable with change, trying to uh, master uh, their lives by just creating, giving themselves something to do to feel like they're in charge. And it and used to be to- it used to be like putting yogurt up your ass and eating graham crackers <laughs> to not check off, and now it's fucking putting your balls uh, under a heat lamp. And you know, and and semen retention, of course, is you know a, a oh, corollary to, to to testicle tanning and and ball sack heating, because you know it's not so much that mm-hmm. you have to like you have to preserve your testosterone by cooking your nuts, but you also have to retain the the, yes, the manly exactly. essence by never the ideal, jacking up, never spilling your seed. The ideal ball sack, uh, it's, it's about the size hot. of like a of of a finished Jiffy Pop bag, <laughs> uh, and it's it's just like a dark, rich walnut. <laughs> That's so good. The injuries that are going to happen because of this is are great. Even if it's a handful, they're going to be hilarious. It's it's also smart that they they've kind of rebranded like goop kind of shit that like women have been buying yes. up for years for like just old men now. Uh, <laughs> it's like a way to like it's like a yeah they're doing like a Gwyneth Paltrow thing, but just for retired dentists in the villages. Exactly. And I'm waiting to see, honestly, I, I really hope testicle tanning catches on among Tucker's uh, audience because I'm waiting for like the equivalent of the Great Chicago Fire happening in the villages because of like <laughs> shoddily constructed testicle tanning uh, setups. They're putting their balls on hot plates. Some guys just see like his, his giant uh, beach ball testicles knock over one of the things and smashes into the ground those guys got some big balls i don't or, know if you've or, been in a gym locker room before, oh yeah oh, those yeah. guys got some big old balls <laughs> they, they, they're hanging low and again like yeah i mean like again they're probably hanging too low to like meet the range of most you know m- most commercially branded testicular tanning uh apparatuses oh man there's gonna be but some yeah, guys like, i'm just imagining like someone some like diy stuff you wake up in the morning, you stand fully nude in front of like the equivalent of like an x-ray machine pointed directly at your nuts you're saving up all your sperm. You're, you're you're heating your balls, and then you just like because you're old, you like leave the house to go play pickleball, but leave the fucking uh, the, the the testicle heat lamp mm-hmm. on, and it burns your house to the fucking ground. You kill your wife. <laughs> L you're broken. That's a massive L. It's her a- L though. She <laughs> yeah, caught no. that L. That's when a you huge marry L. a man who's trying to heat his balls, and then you die. That's a that's a woman catching an L. Even if you've been with him for ninety years. That's so funny. I love. <laughs> no, man, like uh, the connection is like so uh, good. Like again, to bring a full circle back to Rod and now to testicle tanning and shit. You're right. Like this is like this is a Victorian era. Like these crises in masculinity that are caused by sort of like foppish middle to upper class men who uh, ha- have a quality of life that is so essentially predictable and safe that it drives them crazy. So they yeah. have to invent invent ways to like, it, 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 you know, inject an element of a, of, of, of sort of a, a simulation of danger mm-hmm. or uh, like a masculine competence or, uh, you know, cause like, you know, you have to, you have to, you know, spar, you've got to like cook, you got to eat raw meat. You've got to, no you seed know, oils. Yeah. No seed oils. Yeah. But it, yeah, but it is all a crisis of like, you know, uh, changing social mores, but all, but ultimately, I think it really is about men who have, are, are you know like have to invent ways to like imagine that they are at war 
or um, in danger or, or fighting for something because their lives are so, because, you know, they, they do lead the life of kind of a foppish dandy. And it's yeah. like, and, and all the convenience and ease drives them insane. Yeah, that's why you have to leave your wife in America because you have to go to battle and you have to find your disciples. You have to, yeah, your exactly. Boy, your boy disciples. He's like Odysseus. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I think, uh, testicle tanning i think that uh i mean i'll i'll check it out I'd, I'd give it a try yeah exactly we're knocking this we haven't tried it yet i have no idea how we'll feel afterwards how yeah. high our tea will be i have to do it dude i have to do it i have to get this machine how much does it cost tucker selling it i don't know how much it costs my guess would be probably ten thousand dollars <laughs> did tucker have the guy who did he have like the my yeah i know he had an interview with the guy a, a a a proponent or like one of the premier got promo- proponents I, of we gotta find this tanning. guy's background yeah so i mean t-levels are dropping semen is getting wasted everywhere you know wives are divorcing husbands men it's time to stand up you know you know we you know you can only point out women taking l so long before you have to look at the call, you know, inside at all the L's men are taking by leaving their balls, you know, cold and withered. If you're cold, your balls are cold. Bring them inside. <laughs> Pull up your pants. Okay. I think uh, that does it for oh, uh, today's man, the episode. The guy who invented this is so funny. Rob Filipowski. You got to look at a pic of this guy. I'm sorry. I am not allowing a Polak anywhere near my ball sack. Sorry. This <laughs> is a very Polish invention. How many does it take to screw in the light bulbs to my ball uh, heater? He wrote a book about um, how to start and manage a travel baseball team. Okay. Looks pretty interesting also. It's, and it's all boys on the cover of the book. <laughs> He's a boys baseball manager who invented ball tanning. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I'll be, I, I would give it a try. Um, Adam, is uh, if people people would like more Adam Friedland, is there anything you'd like to uh, uh plug any I'm, any upcoming dates? I'm booking some dates that I'll be announcing in the next couple of weeks. Also, I uh, I'm releasing my fashion line that's going to be coming in two weeks. I'm, I'm really? selling yeah, I'm selling T-shirts. Um, okay, of of paintings that I've done. I'm going to be selling oh, wonderful. A, yeah, p- T-shirt of Bush, the my pet goat painting I did. I mean, Adam, I don't know if you can. Notice this, but right over Matt's shoulder is a framed Adam Friedman yeah. painting. Yeah, it's Paul good. Giamatti on the subway. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, honestly. I should make a shirt. Uh, of that one of my too. most prized possessions. I was talking to a real artist the other day, and I was like, "Why don't you, instead of selling your paintings, why don't you put them on T-shirts and then sell them? You could probably make more money that way." And they were like, "What? What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> uh, no, but I'm doing that one, and then I did a portrait of Steve Harvey, uh, which I will also be selling. So. I am looking across my living room right now at the Adam Friedland original uh, depicting Steven Seagal and Vladimir Putin. Yeah, unfortunately, because yeah. of world events. Uh, I have to take that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. State Department's going to show up and impound that thing. I can't. Because of fu- oh, fucking that, that fucking war, dude. I can't stand that war. <laughs> it's ruining things for me. I can't sell that. Adam, I can't stand all wars. Dude, I Back fucking hate war, bro. I hate it. I hate wars. Okay, gentlemen, always a pleasure. Until next time, Adam, thank you for filling in today. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. Love you. Love you, boys. All right. Bye-bye. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye.